Hello and welcome to 2020 and another Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. And Happy New Year to all our listeners. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy Chinese New Year as well. That's that's passed now as well. Oh, uh, what is it? Shanghai uh, Fuk Choi? No. Oh, I used to know it as well. God damn it. This is what happens when you get old. All I know is I keep getting emails at work saying there's no one in the offices in China. <laughs> well, I think that's possibly due to coronavirus as well. Yeah, but... that is now that I'm getting emails now saying our Chinese New Year has now been extended. Wow, that's that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I mean I'm getting old. My daughter told everyone today that I'm 65 years old. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one of her, one of her friends. I, I, I walked home from school. One of her friends said to me, "Oh, how old are you?" And I said, "Oh, why don't you have a guess?" And she's looking at me. She went, mm, "I think you're about 30. And I said, "Oh, I like you." I said, "Now, Alice, tell them how old I actually am." I knew what she was going to say because she's done done this before, but it gave everyone a good laugh. And then after we left, I said to her, "Why do you think that I'm I'm 65 years old?" She said, well, I just think you are. And I said, well, you know, what, how old do you think mummy is then? She went, 30-something. Um, I said, yeah. I said, so why do you think I'm 65? She went, because you're taller. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about two inches taller. <laughs> I don't tower over her. Oh, man, kids and their thought that, processes. That worries me because I'm the same age as you and I'm taller than you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I must be in my eighties. Yeah, don't don't ask Sam. Whatever you do, uh, <laughs> and if you want to hear more pearls of wisdom from my daughter, Alice's magical podcast is now available on all podcast formats, courtesy of the After Dark Network. Cheap plug. Carry on. So we are a little bit late. January has been a really weird month, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. We've we've all been busy. It was my birthday. Yeah, I've been doing exams and all sorts of things. Um, was it your sixty fifth birthday, by the way? No, it was my my eleventh hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, and um, for for those that that haven't realised already, because I always find it bizarre when people listen to our shows, but they listen to them like sometimes weeks or months after we've recorded them. Yeah. Because to me, because they're, they're fairly topical, this one's not quite as topical, but this After Dark is. So it always amazes me when somebody like quotes something or says something about a show we recorded two months ago because they've, they've literally just heard it. Um, so for those that don't know, uh, this After Dark has now finished. Um, yeah. we, we put that to bed and we are coming back in February with uh, Disney Parks and Beyond which is uh, the replacement for Dis After Dark. And a bit like this podcast, really, is just something the whole family can listen to. So uh, it will still be snarky, and we're not the nice guys, but it will be clean. Um, and so that that's it, really. So uh, if you haven't heard that, that's what's happening. So that will be out in February. Um, it'll be going out on the same feed, so you won't have to do anything if you're already a subscriber. But if you're not, uh, do so. Uh, but because of that and other things we've been, had going on privately in work, uh, just with podcasts in general, it's taken us a while to get together. So apologies, yep. because we did say we was going to try and make more of an effort of being more on time. This will go out in January, though. 
Yeah. So yeah, it will do. It's a January episode. Yep. Yeah. Just so, because someone mentioned it the other day <laughs> and said, "Where's yeah. the January episode?" Because it's nearly the end of January. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that was a nice kick. I think. Yeah. Kick up the backside. Um, Duh, it was. It was more of I want my podcast. Where is it? Yeah. Yeah. Dun, pretty. Dun. Pretty much. Um, well, you, well, you see, if you if you're a Patreon listener, you'll get these episodes early. I mean, yep. not not weeks early, but you'll you'll certainly get them early. Um, but yes, so we we got there, Ross. So thank you. And we'll come back to Ross later on because uh, he's going to form part of this show. Actually, um, I think he knows that. But if not, he he does now. Um, but you know, we've missed a bit of news, so I thought we should start off and and have a look at what's been going on, and. Um, in the usual way that we do this, we haven't talked before we started recording no. about really what we're talking about. Um, but I wondered if you'd seen much of... There's two seasons on Disneyland Paris at the moment. There's yes. The Legends of the Falls, which is Star Wars, um, yep. and is pretty similar to what we've seen previously. Nothing's really changed. Um, the only thing to note is they've got this really weird meet and greet with Chewbacca and Ray. Oh, have no... I added Ray this year? Well, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to this. Sometimes she's there, and sometimes she's not. And, yeah, it, 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 you're either lucky or you're not, Where if you get to see both of them or you get to just see Chewbacca. Um, the wig originally on, on Ray was pretty horrible. It has been changed as the season's gone on. Was it um, like the Star-Lord wig? Uh, well, I mean... A different haircut, but in terms of um, screen accuracy, not too far off. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great, um, and they changed the costume a little bit as well. So, but yeah, sometimes she's there, sometimes she's not, and they're not advertising it. So I suppose it's like a bonus. But could it have really harm them to have just got somebody in to do it? I, I don't know. But... Do you know what I've been really? impressed with the ones they've had in the US Parks and Galaxy's Edge. They've all been fairly good. Mm. Yeah, the videos um, I've seen have been pretty good, actually. Yeah, uh, some with some really good interaction as well, so it's a little bit of a, bit of a surprise that they aren't doing particularly great mm. with it here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a strange one, but, but there you go. Um, but yeah, this is the last Legends of the... Um, Oh God, what's it called? Just said it. Legends of the Force. Legends of the Force. Jesus Christ, Nick. Um, so that's going away. We don't know what's replacing it next year. Um, I mean, they they may decide not to replace it with anything next year. I, you know, I get the funny feeling that's where they're going. Because mm. yeah. I believe it's the last Marvel season this year as well. Oh, don't start spreading rumors like that. Well, no, I I'm sure I read it somewhere. That they they confirm that this will be the the last one of that as well. The Marvel season, I I kind of get to an extent, and the the reason why I say that is because if you are opening up uh, an expansion for that theme, do you yeah. really need to have a season for it as well? No, because you've got to imagine those characters that are out for meeting greats will be in that land permanently. Exactly. So it does it. it that would make more sense. I mean. With Legends of the Force, the, the thing there is they have it in the park that's got no Star Wars here at the moment. Yeah. 
you know, if, if they were going to do it anywhere, it made more sense to do it in Tomorrowland. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, you would like to think that having these seasons on, you know, at various times a year does attract people to come uh, mm-hmm. that maybe wouldn't have done at those times. You know, I think the ones they do in the summer, and I mean, they, they did a really good job last year and it's obviously coming back this summer. Um, but people are going to come in the summer anyway. Yeah. So maybe, and again, we don't know if it's going to be replaced next January or um, if they're going to have nothing. But if they don't have a season next year, is that because they're not actually seeing a bump in attendance? And so I, that putting on the extra stuff is is not cost effective. I definitely think they're probably not seeing the numbers that they would like. Uh, I also think next year is that kind of year between an anniversary. So, because we're looking at, what, 2022 for the 30th? Yeah. Next year, they could well just be scaling back due to what they're putting into that. Mm-hmm. We've seen that before. We've seen yeah. it at the US parks where they scaled things back the year before. And we're seeing it at Walt Disney World now. Yeah. Where they're scaling back on entertainment, on shows, uh, things like that. We know Epcot is currently in the process of literally having nothing to do at the front of the park. Mm. Um, due to the fact that they are heading towards that, that 50th anniversary. So I, I would imagine DLP will probably see the same problems in 2021. Yeah, yeah, you you could be right. I mean, again, I think for the studios, it's probably more important for them to have things on uh, to distract you from the lack of stuff to do. Do you but know what I mean? Next year, we will see the Marvel Campus open. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Next year, we will. Um, I mean, I would still hazard a guess we're probably about 18 months out. I mean, everything is moving quickly, but there's no set time frame for it. And... I would be very surprised if they try and open something up in the winter. Yeah. I think they'll wait no, uh, at least spring. Yeah, you'll be looking at the end of spring, early summer, I would imagine. Yeah. So the thing is, and obviously with you know the other work that's going on for uh, Galaxy's Edge, for Arendelle um, as well, that there's a lot missing at the moment. There's a lot of things that are kind of scale back. I mean, obviously the, the tram tour's just gone down as well. Yeah, um, we know it's going to reopen this year um, with its revamped uh, theming, but you know that's something else that you could do in the parks. We know Mickey the Magician is running shorter this year. Yeah, it did previously, um, and you know we know the Cinemagic Theatre will be used for for Marvel season, or certainly expected to be used for Marvel season. So that's something else that's that's seasonal anyway, um, and is left empty for the for the rest of the year. So, you know, there is there is a lack of things to do in that. And yeah, of course, you know, by twenty twenty three, which is when all of this is expected to finish, you know, the studios park will be flourishing with with new things to see and do. But you know, we're a long way from that. You know, we're we're over three years. Well, technically over three years because again, yeah, we're we're gonna. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're not going to see that that lagoon and Arendelle and Galaxy's Edge finished until 
that summer. At least. I mean, I, you, you know, we've seen this before. They, they say when things are expected to open, things can get pushed back. Um, you know, we're not talking about, you know, a new ride opening. We're talking about lands being made. Um, and when I was there in October, you know, it was pretty much just, just flat grounds for, yep. for Galaxy's Edge. You know, there was nothing being done. So they, the land was cleared, but nothing yep. was going on. And they've got a lot of work to do. I mean, how long did Galaxy's Edge take in Florida? Was it two or three years? I'm just trying to think when, when they closed it down at Disneyland. That's the easiest one for me to remember. Um, it's, it must have been at least two and a half years. Yeah. Between them them closing the, the ranch at Disneyland and the land actually opening. And I mean, the, the thing is, you know, because it's a different country, things do work at a different pace. But there's no guarantee that it's it's necessarily going to stay on track. There could be anything that happens in between now and then. You know, budget yeah, cuts we don't know or, how this winter's gone for them. No, exactly. The weather will play uh, a much bigger part of um, delaying construction than it, you'll get in the American parks. Um, so yes, I think there's a there's a there's a lot there that can that can hold this stuff back. So I really feel that they need more entertainment and things in there. Uh, which is what you get with the seasons, then the main park does. Uh, but I, you know, I think they'll they'll probably carry on doing stuff in the main park. But you know, I think you could be right that um, you know it, we're not going to get replacements next year. Um, yeah, I would imagine we'll. Well. Yeah, I would imagine we'll get frozen again because I can't see them putting the money into to it for one year. Um, the Jungle Book and Lion King thing again. They built that new theatre. I can't see them letting that sit there for a whole year not being used. Um, so I'd imagine we'll see that again. But if they if they get rid of the season, they can still have the show on, and they can have the show on yes. all throughout the year. And that's what we used to get with things like Tarzan. Hmm. You know, that was that was an all year round show, um, pretty much. I mean, there might have been some downtime. I don't. I was never there when there was any downtime, and I was there. At, you know various times of the year you know november january uh, the summer so um you know that that as far as i know went pretty much all year round um the shows at the moment are very seasonal um but to me that's because it was part of a season so it made no sense to do so so maybe if they scrapped the season they could just have a show in there permanently whether yeah. it's what we see now or it's something else um but again they're throwing money at it so it makes sense to carry it on but you mentioned Frozen, uh, Frozen yeah. Celebration, and I, I kind of took a pause of breath when you said, um, you know, they're throwing this money at it, because um, have you actually seen what they've done for Frozen Celebration? Is it not just like a little one float parade? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a very small daytime parade. Um, there are no meet and greets with the characters other than Olaf, which is online Bertie, which... It isn't even part of this. So that's the other thing. That's the other thing with this. You know, they've just opened up Animation Celebration in the studios. Yeah. That has got uh, the Frozen, uh, you know, sing-along thing. Uh, it's got the meet and greet with with Olaf. That's in the studios. They're having this yeah. season in the main park and there is nothing other than this parade. Um, the Anna and Elsa's 
are not the best Anna and Elsa's. I've I've no. yet to see ones that don't look like children's entertainers with decent, semi decent costumes. Even the costumes aren't great. Um, and that's not you know having a go. <laughs> At the end of the day, people are paid to do a job, right? Um, yeah. But it, they do decide who does those jobs, and that comes down to uh, management. And it's very odd because, you know, I, I don't, I don't, we must have talked about character integrity on this podcast at some point yeah, before. Yeah, I'm sure we have. But if, if you're not familiar with the terms, so character integrity is where you don't see a character in the wrong place. So... Yeah. Um, I mean, this is not the, the most obvious example, but, um, you know, in Frontierland, you would uh, occasionally get Mickey and Minnie out in cowboy outfits. Yeah. You wouldn't see those characters in those outfits in Tomorrowland. No. Because it doesn't make sense. Um, so that's what we mean by that. And what you've got with this season is you've got Anna and Elsa and Kristoff in the studios. And you've got Anna Elsa and Kristoff in the park, in the main park. So it just seems a bit odd, you know, well, hang on. I just saw them over there, mummy. Why are they, why are we going into this building to see them? Ah, why do they look so different? Uh, Yeah. You know, it it just seems like a, a bit of an odd decision. And it seems, bearing in mind, when Frozen first came out, Disney were not expecting it to be the juggernaut it became. Right. You know, they thought it was going to be a a hit film, but not to the extent that it actually was. So they were very, very underprepared for all of it. We had the issues with the Anna and Elsa, and I was listening to um, the Mickey Waffles, and I I think uh, Sinead reminded me of a story that happened at that time when you was getting those really ridiculous cues at the Princess Pavilion to meet them, where one of the um, Anna and Elsa's, one of the princesses, uh, got hit in the face because they'd gone on their break and the kid was crying. And uh, and I remember it happening at the time, but I, I blanked it out. I've completely forgotten about it. Um, so I kind of get why I'm not doing meets and greets. But, um, it, you know, with Frozen 2 coming out, they knew they were preparing for a bigger film. They knew yeah. how successful the first one was. They mentioned this season happening a fair bit in advance and it just seems like it's been thrown together at the last minute. Yeah. It's... They've had years to prepare for this. I don't, I don't understand. No, you'd think, especially when they, they're really promoting that as well. I've seen multiple TV. In fact, I saw another pop up on Amazon prime for it. I'm sure it was the other day advertising Disneyland Paris and the frozen celebration. Um, I saw, I definitely saw a Facebook ad tonight um, advertising it as well. Yeah. Was oh, new... it might have been, it might have been YouTube rather than Amazon Prime, but yeah, it's just like at least try and make it solid. Yeah, well, they're doing as a very a... good job of advertising it. They are, yeah. but I would imagine lots of people are coming away disappointed. Um, yeah. And you know, one of the one of the highlights of the season has been this uh, show over at Lake Disney, which is in front yeah. of like the, the Newport Bay and, and the hotel, the art of, of Marvel as it will be soon reopening as. Um, and, and that's, they're advertising it as part of the season. They only did it for three nights. 
and it was something you didn't need a ticket to go and see. Yeah. So I get they couldn't do, you know, they couldn't do fireworks over the lake uh, inside the park because they couldn't do it. Um, but to advertise it as part of a season and only do it for so few days or nights even of that season, it seems like it's even just cheeky mentioning it. Yeah. And also they highlight the fact that Frozen's featured in Illuminations. But it's always been in Illuminations. Yeah. As it was Illuminations in hasn't changed. No. So Unlike yeah, Dreams that used to normally get an update every 12 to 18 months. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, actually, if they do put one of the new songs in there from Frozen. Yeah. But... Uh, as yet, they they haven't done that. So, um, yeah, it just seems really to me just seems really poor. Um, I'm I'm just gobsmacked that. I mean, I bet the advertising will, will work as well because you yeah. see Anna and Elsa, and you, you know, a kid meeting them, you're like, ah, or seeing you know, watching them, whatever. But to not be able to do, you know, you can't even get that close to them in the parade. You know, you're quite far back in the parade anyway. Um, yeah. because of how they restrict where you stand. The whole thing just seems like a, a hot mess. And the thing is, like, you know, we've seen in in Florida that, that, that you can have meet and greets with Anna and Elsa. And I, I think one of DLP's biggest problems is that they, and maybe it's their own undoing because we get a lot of characters that appear at DLP that are considered rare characters. And yeah. I think that's helped fuel the uh, the culture certainly you see on social media of you know people needing to get their photo with all the characters got to collect yeah. them all like pokemon um and and so like there's a sense of entitlement i think which comes with a lot of this but they've proved that you can have meet and greets of anna and elsa as popular as they are and have it done well and organised, and not have ridiculously long queues. I honestly can't see why Disneyland Paris can't figure out how to do it. And you'd think they'd want to start rehearsing this, considering they're going to have to have a meet and greet in the new land. I mean, like it's impossible to even fathom that they wouldn't. It it really isn't. Like I just that has got to be part of it it would be the biggest own goal i think if they if they don't do something yeah and especially if we are only going to get one ride oh absolutely yeah they have to yeah yeah that land will be a total bust otherwise i think yeah um and also as well it means that it frees up well i mean they're not using the princess pavilion since the first film came out but do you know what i mean it, it gives them more ability to highlight other princesses because there's not that expectation that they're going to yeah. be somewhere else. So, yeah, they they could learn a lot about that. But you know what? They haven't. They <laughs> haven't. And I'll tell you why. Because um, of the new or, or the next in the series of um, annual pass nights that they're doing. Mm. I don't think we talked about this on the last show. Um, no. But the next uh, event they're doing is going to be called um, Travel Back in Time. Which sounds exciting to me because I was like, oh, they're going to bring back um, the Timekeeper. They're not. 
don't know. Um, and more on that later. Um, but what they have announced is that um, they, you, you can take selfies with characters. <laughs> oh. oh no! Well, I've just I've, actually I've got that wrong. That's not the that's not the latest. Um, ah, what's it called? It's not called Travel Back in Time, but um, it, it's a night where you cannot have photos taken with characters. Now, uh, you've not been to one of these nights, have you? No. So you don't know how bad it is. <laughs> I have a general I, idea. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I like the annual pass nights in, in some ways. But one thing that I've always faulted them on, and, you know, the um, the last... Well, I went to the Halloween one, which wasn't uh, an annual pass soiree, but, you know, um, is that they're not very well organised. They get very, very busy. Trying to meet um, characters is an absolute pain to do. Um, and fairly often, they don't have photo pass with them. Now, that yeah. that has changed a little bit. Um, we did see with... Um, Oh, the Princess and Pirates one, a lot of the meet and greets did have photo pass. Um, Halloween, not really. Um, and this, not at all. Um, so, yeah, it's it's celebrating street atmosphere. That's, uh, that's so- kind of the, like how they're, this is how they're getting away with the, the, the photo. The lack of photos, really. Um, but the idea being is that you're going to... I mean, they, they're going to... I suppose, like, to me, Streetmosphere is those characters like the mayor of uh, Main Street and, and people like that. that are, Yeah, and the actors in Hollywood Studios. Yes, yes. Um, so that is what that is to me. So I'm assuming that that means that, you know, in, um, in Thunder Mesa... Um, you're going to get, you know, some of the Ravenwoods again, yeah. uh, for example. Um, that's what I can consider streetmosphere to be. Um, but it says original Parkland characters as well. Now that'll be I, the cupcakes coming back out again. Oh, that, oh, that again <laughs> recently as well. Yeah, for no reason. I know. I know some people will love them. I mm. don't understand why at all. Uh, I really don't. Um, but I, you know, a lot of people go to these events. Like, it, that, because there's less people that go to these events, because they're ticketed and it means they're limited, you know, the attractions that they have open have very short queues. Yeah. No one is really going there for that reason. They're going there because of, like, the exclusivity of it and the characters that you can meet because the expectation is, is they're going to, have characters that you don't normally get a chance to meet, yeah. right? So to have a night where you're not going to have photo pass, where you're not going to ha- be able to take pictures with with characters just sounds ridiculous to me. Um, I've got no idea how this is selling because obviously they don't tell you, but tickets are still available as we speak. No, they. Uh, I did say that they had an issue the other day where <laughs> it said it was sold out and it wasn't. 
Yeah, I don't know with these events if they release them in batches, if that makes sense. So they might have like a, a thousand and then they'll release another thousand or whatever it is. Um, I mean, they, they have brought back a souvenir for this one, which most of the soirees last year had, had something, but some of them didn't. And because they all cost the same, I think that kind of myth people. So that is coming back. Um, but I just, I just don't see the appeal of this one at the moment. I, you know, for those people that want to meet characters and have the pictures taken with them, I, you know, it just seems like it's going to be a recipe for disaster. If I'm honest, then it's going to be lots yeah, of movie people. They're really going to have to up the game with this one. I think they need to look at what Disney are doing in in the US with these after dark parties mm. that are themed to certain things. So like they'll go back to the 50s at Disneyland when it first yeah. opened and they'll have things related to stuff that was in the park then. Whereas these just seem like they're just chucking out the stuff they've already had before. Yeah. And it's not anything exciting or new. It's just repeating the same thing. And then to take away the main attraction to these events, it just seems bonkers. They just don't seem to get it right i don't i don't understand how they can keep getting it so wrong i really don't um but but yeah Uh, what more what more can you say um i mean these are really good perk of having that kind of pass um but it yeah it just just seems odd to me it really does yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I've just found the price where it's forty-five euros, which so isn't bad. It's not bad, but it's not. Um, it, it's not much of a a surprise, you know. I think the most expensive one so far has been the Halloween one, which, is, as I said earlier, is not actually. Um, it was wasn't just uh, for for uh, annual pass holders, so you know. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm kinda glad for that. Um Yeah, it just it just seems weird. I, I don't know. Um oh, oh the shops will be open though. Hey, more money to spend. Yeah. Many Disney I've just actually translated. I was I'm really struggling to find something in English about this, but um I think this must be like the press release. Do you want to explore Main Street USA among among its inhabitants? to live the Thunder Mesa gold rush, so I was right, to make royal encounters in Fantasyland, to meet Peter Pan and the children lost on the galleon of Captain Hook, to dive 20,000 leagues under the sea alongside Captain Nemo. Entertainment attractions and happenings will await you at every detour. Um, the emblematic attraction of Disneyland Park will also reserve you many surprises, extras, enhanced atmosphere, and even a nostalgic wink. So... Uh, what do we reckon? Live actor in Pirates for, for once? Yeah, I would imagine so. It'd be nice to have some characters in the Nautilus by the sound of that. Well, yeah, whether that'll be, you know, if they're saying Captain Nemo, I do expect to see Captain Nemo. He's not the same as Nemo the Fish, if you don't know. <laughs> different, different person. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe outside or something. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a bit tight down there. I don't really want yeah, it to is. be stuck there. Um <laughs> A, a great unprecedented pyrotechnic show will bring back some music nearly 30 years of memories at Disneyland Paris. 
other Disneyland park shows and entertainment will be back only for this exclusive evening. So, I mean, th- that is the only bit of interest for me. Yeah. Because it sounds like they're going to do a big celebration with loads of music from past attractions. We obviously um, have the timekeeper at the beginning of this show. Um, and that music's quite iconic. So it'll be interesting to see what else they pull out. I'm guessing Space Mountain Mission 1. Yeah. Possibly 2 as well. Um, you know, so that bit sounds good. But don't tell me, oh, it says shows and entertainment. That's all right, because if it said attractions, I would demand the timekeeper, but it's it's correct itself there. Um, but yeah, this is the bit. Many Disney characters will be at the meeting and will meet you in the yards of the Disneyland Park. But please note that Disney characters will not be present in fixed photo location, but only in ambulance. Ambulation. I don't know what that means. I'm guessing uh, not fixed. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's just going to be messy, right? Because people yeah. aren't going to adhere to the rules. They're going to be no. trying to take selfies and all sorts. And that's, that's the way of life these days, is that that's all people want to do. Yeah. yeah. No. <sighs> there you go. So, anyway, uh, that's DLP Adventures. If you want to go to that, it's on the the 20th of March. We've obviously done a very good job of studying that. Um, yeah. I'm sure everyone will be rushing to buy tickets right now. <laughs> Based yeah. on what we just said about it. <laughs> I'm sure the DLP PR team are sitting there going, oh, for God's sake. This is this is why we're not <laughs> on their PR list, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so enough about that. We mentioned uh, Buzz Lightyear in passing earlier. Um, yeah. That is now being refurbished. Yeah. Completely, um, by the look yeah. of it. Massive amounts of scaffolding up at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, even I'm, before they did that, there was masses of rubble and all sorts of stuff outside. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember how long they said it was going to be down for. It's due to open this year, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't think it'll be open until at least the middle of the summer. At least, I'm, I've got a funny feeling it was later than that. That's what I mean. Like, it, we could even be talking like Run Disney in September. Yeah, I've got, I don't even know if it was open then. I'm sure I looked and it, I'm sure it was still down. Mm. And this is its pro- first proper refurb, isn't it? And how long has that been open? Uh, it opened in 2004, off the top of my head. So, 16 years. So, it's, yeah. it is due. It might, it might be 2005, but it was certainly around that period, 2004, yeah. 2005. Um, so I think the timekeeper closed in 2002, 2003, something like that. Anyway, as you say, uh, while it's been down for, for refurbs before, there have been cosmetic soft refurbs. Yeah. This is obviously hardcore. You know, scaffolding's up. Um, I imagine there'll be some some cover, some like tarpauling or something. Um, Disney normally quite good with that, as we've seen with things like the Hollywood Tower. So hopefully it'll, it'll look like uh, Pizza Planet or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Show building. But yeah, they put a nice uh, mural wall up of the attraction um, yeah. outside it. But um, yeah, I know a lot of people have been annoyed that it's going down for so long. Uh, I've seen in a lot of Facebook groups people complaining. My favourite complaint, though, 
was that you know Toy Story is my son's favorite Disney franchise, and you know Buzz Lightyear's closed. What am I going to do? Go to Toy Story Playland. Yeah, just just walk across the road to the studios, and there's a whole land. Yeah, take him there. Um, but yeah, I mean these things happen, right? I mean they need to happen. Yeah, it needs a refurb. I mean, every time I've been on that attraction of late, we've been stuck in there at times. Yeah, and, I mean sometimes you know just just a general slowdown, like you know every couple of minutes it will slow down or stop for a little bit. Um, and I mean that could be because they've got to get somebody accessible um, off the attraction, um, but that's not always the reason why it stops. No. So, and in the same way, it was the same as with Phantom Manor. You'd get on that towards the end before it's refurb, and that would do exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah because it needed reasons. it needed work doing on it. And every time I think every time I've been in there, the Buzz Lightyear figure hasn't worked properly. As um, you've walked in. Yeah, it was behind a curtain when we went yeah. at Halloween. So I would imagine that's going to be taken out and refurbed completely as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's it, you know, it's not a huge animatronic in the, in the grand no. scheme of things, but it's quite a clunky, because of how Buzz Lightyear is, it's quite a clunky yeah. uh, animatronic. So, uh, you know, and because of the, I think that was one of the first ones that I ever saw that used that projection technology. Yeah. And when it works well, it looks great, but... I'd say a good seven out of ten times I went through that, it wasn't working properly. I would assume it will get an upgrade in the, into the same fashion as the, the dwarfs or the frozen characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, you, you know, we're clearly not going to get an Ant Man attraction at Marvel Campus. So therefore, no. um, they want to keep that. Obviously, Spider Man's supposed to be some kind of shooting attraction, but it's not going to be the same ride system so um you know if they're not replacing it with ant-man keep it as buzz i suppose yeah Fair and much. it seems like discovery land's getting a, a full refurb by the look of it it's moved from autopia now on to to boss yep yep slowly getting around um yeah. i wonder if uh i wonder if the days of hyperspace mountain might be numbered i wouldn't be surprised yeah. especially with the the new land on its way we've seen disneyland lose there their hyperspace mountain now that's reverted yeah. back so i would imagine ours probably will go the same way in the yeah. next few years that'll be a sad day for me i do love that attraction but uh, there you go um yeah so I, I mean otherwise in the park you know obviously work is still progressing at quite a pace for for marvel uh, which is good to see but we're still way off from that um that's about it, really, I think. I don't think yeah. I have any other news. Was there anything from you? or I've just got a couple of little bits. It looks like the Disneyland Hotel refurb has been pushed back a few months. Um, it was originally yes. meant to be closing at the beginning of next year. It's now been pushed back to, I think, the end of March. Yes, you can, you can certainly book into March uh, at the moment yeah. uh, for next year. So that suggests that that refurb, as you say, has been pushed back. Yeah. Um, be interesting to see if you can book it after that as more and I'm led to believe the hotel itself will not be closed um, I was told that Inventions and the California Grill will still be open so I wonder if that means they might do it in stages rather than close it I 
think they probably had a lot of complaints about the Hotel New York being down. I don't know why, though, because the Newport Bay is just across from it and is obviously the same calibre. Yeah. And it's not like the other hotels didn't have occupancy if you needed it. Like, I've never, I've never, ever not been able to book a Disney hotel if I've wanted to. No. I might not have been able to book the hotel I wanted, which is obviously the case with the New York. But, you know, I think the lesson that they've learned, possibly, is that they could close a whole hotel down and not be sold out. Yeah. So, I know there's another new hotel being built just on the outskirts um, and they announced this week there's one being built at Gulf Disney as well didn't they yes Marriott yes um, my memory's good sometimes um, <laughs> but I mean are they necessary that's that's the question really um, but uh, I still think there's room for I don't know what level hotel I would put in I still think there is room for at least another Disney hotel. Just to give you a, a bit more option. Because I think you've got Cheyenne and Santa Fe. That's its own block. Though despite that saying that, the Cheyenne's getting an upgrade in its stars. Mm. Um, then kind of Sequoia Lodge sits on its own. I think there's quite a big gap between Sequoia Lodge and Newport Bay. Mm. That there's possibly room for something in the middle of those two. Um, but outside of that, I don't think there's any need at the moment. No, and I think if they if they were going to go down that route, I think they definitely need to go down the kind of all-stars kind of route in yeah. having something a bit more fun. Because none of the hotels look Disney. No. And I no. think that's what they've tried to do with New York. Is mm. They've realised there is room for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we know that, you know, that was down to the licensing agreement they had before where they had to pay a load of money for doing stuff like that. But now it's all under the same umbrella. They shouldn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. I think the other thing with the Disneyland Hotel is obviously because it's on top of the park, it does mean that people want to... Uh, stay there because of the proximity of it and obviously because it is the you know deluxe the creme de la creme on property um you are going to get you know i I know of people that we don't want to stay anywhere else you know um i've never been that person i've never wanted to stay there um myself even though it is that close because just something about it just doesn't doesn't appeal to me but um yeah, I've always said that I will stay there at some point. Uh, it's not been before the, the refurb. I kind of went, do you know what? Let's just hold off and see what they do with it, with the refurb. Because it was starting to look jaded in places. Oh, it, it does look it does look tired in the rooms. It does look tired yeah. in the rooms. Um, I think like the, the four, you know, I think, I think most of the interior is not too bad. I mean, I can't see them doing too much with it. You know, I think the wallpaper is going to still be the same kind of wallpaper and the colors are probably going to be the same. Um, but yeah, the rooms have definitely 
you know, I've seen pictures of people not being impressed with their rooms, you know, chips out and, and, and stuff like that. Things that should really be maintained. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there's been some restoration over that time, but you know, that hotel has been open since 92 and there's a, nothing really done to it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the only hotel now that's not actually Sequoia's not really either, but you know, no. all the other hotels have had, you know, either major or at least, you know, pretty big upgrades and improvements. The Sequoia, the Sequoia did go through that whole Disney-fying thing, didn't it? Where they changed all the borders and added Chippendale and... Bambi and stuff, yeah. 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 So it has had a little bit, but I think that probably will be the next one that that gets out after the, the Disneyland. Got some uh, breaking, not park news, actually. Our, our former leader, Catherine Powell, has joined Airbnb. <laughs> uh, leading, big job, I suppose. Leading the company's experience division. Now, look, it's, it's, um, it's a company that uh, is on the up, really. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, was there anything else? Just the, the one last little bit, nothing major, but they have finally launched a Disneyland-specific spirit jersey. Yeah, you know what? I, I actually quite like this one. So do I. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might finally cave in. Yeah, um, I think I that'll be the two of us. Yeah, I couldn't buy the black and white one because nope. like everybody in the neighbour was wearing it. Um, I actually liked the... The kind of Beauty and the Beast one they did. Yeah. Was it Beauty? You know, was that supposed to be the theme of it? Like the kind of gold? Yes, I believe so. Black and gold. Um, but it was so sparkly, it just looked a little bit too effeminate for me to pull, even me to pull off. Um, so I was like, mm, that's the closest. But this one is, uh, well, it's, the, it's the colors of France, isn't it? It's a white jumper, yeah. but it's got the, the red and blue as yeah. well. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, it's the best one they've produced. Yeah, I've been waiting for them to do something specific like that. Like in the states, they've got all the ones that are ride related and stuff like that, and we've not had any of those. No, um, well, I mean, they've announced um, a, a '92 collection, haven't they? Yeah, as well as merchandise, and there's some jumpers in there, and they are. They're really, you know, they have the old logos. They have the the kind of colours that you'd get in 1992. So, like, bright greens and reds and yellows. Um, and I love that that kind of stuff. I love those. Um, I, you know, I, I think because I, I was there, I, I look at that stuff and, and love it a lot. Um, but I'm sure everyone, you know, is equally impre- impressed with it. But it's going to be limited numbers, isn't it? I think... Yeah. I think the additions are like 2000 or, or 1992 or something like that. So yeah. it'll be very hard to get. But um, yeah, th- this uh, this French one might be the one I have to get instead if I can't get yeah. a 92 one. So. Yeah, it's definitely on the list for me as well. Uh, and as we record this and, and as this episode goes out, um, we're days away from the Princess Run bibs going on sale. That also got announced today. Yes. So they go uh, on sale Monday? No, Tuesday. Yes. I think. Yeah, Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which yeah. day. It's exactly. 
yeah. So anyway, anyway, like the first Monday or Tuesday in, in February. So if you if you've been yeah. waiting for one of those, get on it. Um, anything else from you? No, that was it. Perfect. Well, that's probably the longest news segment we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> but we've had, we've had a month to catch up, so there you go. Yeah. Um, so we'll get off that and uh, we'll, we'll go to what we were talking about earlier on, which is we got a message from a listener called Ross. Uh, I'm going to try and pronounce your surname once and once only. Uh, Bouchier. And I don't know how I would agree that with is. that. But that's what I'm going with. So hopefully, Ross, you, you don't feel too insulted. Um, but he had some questions. Well, I'll, I'll read out, actually. Um, he, he sent a message in saying, I'd be interested to hear your experience of veggie slash vegan dining in table service restaurants at DLP. We love Chez Remy for the theming, but decided to give it up on it after paying €35 Euros for a bowl of beans and a light dressing. Always just love the Blue Lagoon, but something is not... Uh, Something is not the same since it became Captain Jack. So I would love to hear anything you have to say on dining at DLP from a, a vegetableist perspective. It may tie in with the whole veganuary thing. Um, and then he's got another question, which we'll, we'll, we'll come to after as well. Um, but yeah, I suppose this is a question probably better answered by me than you. Yeah. But only because I'm kind of forced into these things. So, dining in the parks, in in my experience, has been has been hard. Um, previously, I'll say that with a caveat. Um, I don't think they've been particularly good with their options. It's not really, you know, being a vegetarian or even being a vegan is is really not um, a done thing in in France. It seems to be quite niche. Um, and you know while you look at the the other disney parks in america and you look at you know from the uk you know we're embracing um these alternatives now more than ever um i mean you know i've been very spoilt this month i've been able to have uh, kfc for the first time since um I, I became veggie a couple of years ago um Greg's launched more products. Uh, Subway have got a meatless meatball sub. Pete's Hub got vegan pizzas. Like, um, you know, it's been crazy the amount of stuff I could get um, with Veganuary being on and just places trying to offer more uh, vegetarian and vegan options. But France really struggles. And my my favourite example of this is, and I think you were there to witness it, Bill, me uh in mcdonald's pressing the the vegetarian section of the menu and having <laughs> yeah. a choice of uh, a salad or a fish burger not really getting uh that concept very well um i i'm a pescatarian so i do eat fish occasionally so uh, i wasn't too insulted by that but i'm sure lots of people would be um and i i would say that the better options of eating at Disneyland Paris, if you are a vegetarian or vegan, uh, have traditionally been outside of the parks. Um, you know, you've had more options in places like Vapiano's, uh, for example, they've been very good for that. Um, and even not that the food's great there, but you know, Planet Hollywood, uh, you know, had a fair few options. Um, the Earl Sandwich had some options as well so the parts have been quite slow like 
nearly everywhere had either a salad option or a a vegetarian burger. But it was the same everywhere. I mean, if you was really lucky, you might get the option of both at the same place. Um, They do like a salad, but um, the vegetarian burger was the messiest thing I've ever eaten in my life. I had one in the studios and this thing just disintegrated. It was just like, I, I don't know why it disintegrated the way that it did, but like the bun was falling apart. There was sauce everywhere. Um, and it tasted just like a frozen supermarket vegetable burger. Like it, it wasn't great at all. Um, so for me, it was, it was quite nibbly. Um, the best place I found actually was um, Futures Dororo in uh, Frontierland, which I may or may or not have said correctly, because they had a really good uh, vegetarian chili, um, but and and some burritos and stuff like that. But generally, in the parts I found sit-down places to be uh, quite hard to find stuff in um, outside of the buffets. Buffets are the exception to that rule because they normally have. Uh, a section that, that does have have stuff, um, but as we uh, saw where we we did run Disney and they had the little huts um, in the studios, which they've still got at the moment. Um, there were some uh, vegan options in in some of those and vegetarian options, um, and also as well, you know, for some of the seasons, we've had um, you know special themed food. Like, do you remember, Paul, the um, the Marvel falafels? Yes. <laughs> and if you like desserts, um, you normally get seasonal uh, waffles as well that are normally themed to whatever's going on at the time. So you might like get a Star Wars waffle or something like that, which is obviously uh, fine. Um, but uh, yeah, as of late, they have um, they have try to start improving stuff a little bit um so i'm just having a look here because actually there's a there's a really good account to follow which is veggie at dlp on twitter um they look at both veggie and vegan uh things um so you know in fact one of the the first ones i'm looking at is actually uh about the the veggie heaters at uh planet hollywood um so that's one of their kind of vegan options that you can you can have um the last chance cafe have started also selling vegan chili um so that's that's something new that i've never seen them do before um there is um actually i don't know if that menu is up to date there was a uh vegan special menu available at the cowboy cookout now have you seen like a meal recently at the Cowboy Cookout. I haven't seen them. I know what they did to the menu. Oh my God. Like I, I'll send you a photo. We can't talk about the photo on here because it's hard to talk about a photo, but I'll share it to the uh, Discover DLP page on Facebook and, and on the, the Twitter account. It is, uh, it's amazing. Um, you've never seen such poor plating in your life. Like I love cooking at home. I'm, I really love cooking. I enjoy trying to come up with new things, but I'm awful at present, uh, presentation. I just always make it look like a mess. 
and that's what this looked like. It just looked like it was amateurs. It was just just awful. And I'm not serving it and charging people good money for it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. I don't I don't really care. But when you're trying to make people buy this stuff, it's it's just embarrassing. Um so yeah, that's that's not good. Um I don't know how long these are, are gonna be there for. I mean they're, they're definitely there for uh, Legends of the Falls, but in the studios you can get chili there um, from the kiosk and also uh, falafels again. Um, soy yogurt uh, has been spotted in the Compass Club, so I'm guessing if they have got it there, they've probably got it in most of the buffet places as well that serve yogurt. You just need to ask for it. Um, there's also, and this is this is the one that um impressed me there's two vegan options now available at the um the market house deli you you would hope so wouldn't you well yeah but see that was a place last time that i was really surprised there there wasn't really anything for me to have because the the croc monsieur had ham they didn't do one that was just cheese which i i would have had um but of course one of them is a salad that is standard. That is guaranteed, yeah. right? Um, but the other one is a sweet potato hummus wrap, which actually sounds pretty good. So, um, yeah, they're, they've got a long way to go. Like, there, there's, there's no, there's no way of chatting up it any other way. Um, I mean, look, if you and me went out for dinner tonight, which we won't, because it's now quarter past eleven at night, and we are nowhere near each other. We're about sorry. what 150, 160 miles away from yeah, each other. Yeah, sorry, sorry to spoil the magic for anyone listening, but we're not actually sat next to each other recording. Um, but you know, if we were going out into any kind of town uh, or city, and we were going to like chain restaurants, we could literally go anywhere. Yeah, I would have options. Like surprisingly, Nando's has got some excellent vegan options. And that is not even a place that I would have considered going to uh, as a vegetarian. It just wouldn't have crossed my mind to think of that because it just sells chicken, right? Um, But they actually have about four or five different things that you could have. But you could go into any kind of restaurant and they would be, you know, a vegetarian or vegan options available. And I could probably find something that I I, want to eat. And to not have that ability to do it as easily in the parks i think is just it's just terrible and and you know going back to what ross was saying you know his example there was the um the remy uh says remy and what they do yeah. there and you know that is you know similar to walls it's like gourmet dining you know it's a it's a small menu but you know to not be able to just offer a decent vegetarian option it's just just bizarre to me. Yeah. And I get it's not such a thing in France, right? I, I, I understand that. But you've got a lot of people coming into those parks that aren't from France. You know, I'd yeah. say a good, at least, at least 50% of the people that walk through those gates every day aren't French or don't live in France. So, therefore, you've got to you know, have more options available. Definitely. 
and and you know France is famous for food, right? Yeah, and that's always been my bugbear. Yeah, is that the quality of the food has never been great. It's always been difficult to find something that was actually any good. And once you did find that, that's what you used to go to. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, we used to always go to um, Pinocchio's because yeah. we found the, the bratwurst in there were far superior and cheaper than Casey's Corner and a lot quieter. Um, so that, that was it. Uh, where did I? I'll tell you what I did eat last time in the park. I ate at um, Bella Norte. Yes. And we got a cheese and tomato pizza for lunch and we shared it between the three of us. Well, two and a half of us. Alice didn't really count. Um, but you could get a cheese and tomato pizza there and that was that was fine for us. But there wasn't a vegan option. Um, no. So you were probably stuck with garlic bread if you went there. And that's what I mean. I mean, I, th- I think everywhere does have something accidentally vegan, but it's normally yeah. a side rather than an actual main course. So you're supposed to just graze all day. <sighs> I don't know. They've got a lot of work to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, it's not, it's not really good news Ross, really. Cause you, you know, you're focusing or trying to focus more on, um, table service restaurants and i just don't think it's a good place for vegetarians or vegans um to rely on table service the only other place that i have been recommended from people that are vegans or vegetarians is the restaurant in the aladdin area yeah cafe agrabar yeah yeah but again it's a buffet i mean it's the most it's the, the best buffet for vegetarians and vegans, mainly because the food in there is obviously inspired by, um, you know, the Middle East. And yes. so therefore, a lot of those things are vegan by default. Um, so it's not really they've tried to. <laughs> but no. Um, but yes, that, you know, if you're looking at uh, for like a buffet, absolutely. Um, and I mean, you know, I, I don't know why... Ross specifically asked this question about table service. I'm guessing it's probably because he's got a dining plan or maybe his preference is just to sit down and eat, which is, there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, but yeah, you're going to struggle. You're going to really struggle. I think um, with table service restaurants in DLP. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, just annoying really, but there you go. Uh, but Ross had a follow-up question, which is not to do about food. So, um, sorry, I've, I've just noticed a fox in my garden. I was like, how are they getting? I'm not sure how he got in. I'm not sure he's going to get out, but I hope he does. Um, so, uh, as a family, we now have an 11-year-old thrill-seeker who will ride pretty much everything, and a 9-year-old who wants to be an Imagineer, but has sworn off coasters, even Big Thunder Mountain. Any thoughts on managing this combination... What are good pairings of roller coasters, thrill rides, and tamer options in similar areas slash lands? I've got a few. Uh, okay. I would start. I would start with Adventureland. Yep. Where you've got Indy and Pirates. I'm really glad you started. A good pairing. 
I'm really glad you started with the land that only has two attractions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it works. It's a, it, it is a good pairing. No, despite you, the fact that they're not actually particularly near each other. That is the only, that is the only problem, but I completely agree. You've got com- two complete polar opposites. You've got uh, Indiana Jones, which is, you know, a very intense, thrilling ride that, if you've not gone on it before, does have, uh, well, it was the first Disney coaster anywhere to have um, an inversion. Yeah. First to have a loop. So, um, yeah, that, that's got that. Pirates obviously doesn't have a loop. No. Um, has a couple of drops. It does, and they, my uh, daughter is still scarred by those drops, even though she's gone on much more thrilling things than that before but there you go uh, she did not like those drops at all um but i mean they're, they're very minor drops so you know yeah um but yeah i think you know that um what would be your next pairing my next pairing i would head to discovery land obviously with buzz closed we can't really recommend that at the moment but now autopia is back open uh, I would definitely include that alongside Space Mountain as a as a good pairing. I'd um, I'd possibly throw Orbitron in that as well. Yeah, I would as well. To be fair, you've got that one big ride, and then the three others outside of Star Tours. Uh, I would include as a as a decent tamer option. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really consider myself uh, that Star Tours is a really thrilling, I'm going to have to drink some drink, uh, thrilling attraction, but um, it is, you know, know, to some people it is. Yeah. I suppose an air of caution with that one. So yeah, I think uh, Autopia or or Orbitron is a safer options. Um, Try and get them on Star Tours. It is fun, but yeah, you might not get them on again, I suppose. <laughs> no. Uh, and then my third one, I would I would be heading over to the studios, and I would say Ratatouille, and probably RC Racer. Yep. Yep. Another uh, good one. Right next to each other, despite the mm-hmm. fact that they're in different lands. Um, yep. You can you can see RC Racer from Plasterome. Um, and definitely, Remy is definitely not a overly thrilling ride. Um, no. I know we've both talked about it not being our favourites, but in this sense, I would definitely recommend that. And as I say, RC Racer, though it is an off-the-shelf attraction, um, it's not something that I would actually go on myself because I don't particularly like those rides. So in I've... that case, I would class that as a thrilling ride. Yeah, I've surprisingly enough, I've never done um, the Army Men parachute drop or no, RC Racer. And the only reason I haven't done the Army Men is because it just looks boring, <laughs> really. Yeah, I, I've thought about it a couple of times, but the queues are always massive. It's a slow loader. It yeah. is a slow loader. Um, and considering, you know, you can see right behind it is the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Yeah. That you know, drops you more intensely. I just don't see the point of queuing up for it. Um, I would probably go on it if it was a walk-on, but I've never had the uh, 
the need or the desire to queue up for a long time to go on it. And um, yeah, I'll see like you, I'm just not a big fan of those kind of attractions. And I, I always looked at it and thought it's a, just looks a bit dull people i know have gone there so it's really really intense um yeah but yeah so i've never i've never actually gone on that myself um i think that's the only two attractions that i've never been on because i've even been on slinky dog for my sins um which i suppose is another tame option actually that might be a better one yeah slinky dog and and rc um or I, i suppose that's four isn't it you know, Ratatouille and, and RC, and you can have Slinky Dog yeah. and, and the uh, parachute drop. Yeah. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, the the other one I suppose as well is potentially back over in Frontierland, Phantom Manor, and Big Thunder Mountain. Um, yeah. But you know, nine, nine, you're probably right for Phantom, Phantom Manor. Like um, we dragged my six-year-old on and she didn't like it yeah understandably um that's just us being horrible parents but um yeah i i I think you know nine you might be all right for that um trying to think there's nothing really in frontier land is there that's thrilling uh this is labyrinth in the dark that'd be be quite thrilling but it's not normally open then um small world Scary. I was gonna say you said thrilling, not scary. Um <laughs> No, I think I think that's I think that's it really. Um yeah. I mean the only thing as well uh is that you can do child swap. Yeah. Um which I'm I'm assuming as the child will be nine will will that will apply to. I don't know what the age limit is on child swap actually. But I'm guessing yeah, if they're classed sure as a either. child, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a child to your 11, aren't you? So yeah. if you're 11 or under, you should be able to do child swap. So, yeah, maybe. Can't say why not. No. Uh, oh, just thought of another one. Uh, Crush's Coaster. Yeah. Again, right across from it, Cars. Quite yep. a rally. Which yeah, I think definitely. is very underrated. I really like that attraction. I, I put it off for years because I thought, again, it was another one that looked quite dull. But actually, it's a lot of fun. Much more fun than the teacups. Yeah. Or the or next to it, the magic carpets is another option. I don't believe anyone goes on the magic carpets. I see people on it and I see it moving. But I've been I just, on it twice. Really? Yeah. Wow, that is two more times than me. Yeah, I, I just remember I've never been on that either. Just never had the desire to. Just thought I've just been on Dumbo. I need this for. And the theming's awful. And ugh. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Ross, I, I hope that's answered your questions. Um, it's not great news, but you know, options are becoming more and more plentiful. We're seeing more veggie options available in the parts, more vegan options available in the parts. So hopefully that will start to filter through to the restaurants. Um, but, you know, just to kind of go back to what you were saying, Paul, like, you know, the, the shocking thing for me is that this place is in the capital of the food world. Um, and, you know, Disney food generally isn't outstanding, but it's certainly, you know, 
more decent than most theme park fairies and yet the food options for the most part i'd say are probably on on a par with uk theme parks yeah bloody yeah definitely yeah so you know i'm hoping that we'll slowly start to see better choices more options just better quality Hmm. Um, and i think i think the the little food chaos is definitely a step in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, 100%. They have definitely improved the choices. Yeah, I think they just need more area to eat, really. I know they put some things up for you to, you know, be able to like perch and, yeah. and eat your food, but it's not really enough. Um, I get it. They're restricted by room. I do accept that. But, you know, I think what we're seeing a lot more well, I've certainly noticed a lot more in the last few years is a lot more kind of food stalls in places um, yeah. like around towns and stuff like that. And they normally have places for you to go and eat, you know, and plenty. Like not everybody that gets served is going to, but then not everybody that gets served is going to want to just sit down. But, you know, there is a distinct lack of, of places to do. And I'm not a huge fan of standing up and eating something unless it's an ice cream. Yeah. So, you know, it it does put me off buying like a plate of food. Yeah. Because to be honest, like yeah. standing up and eating off a plate isn't that what you do at posh parties? <laughs> you know, canapes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I need. Canapes. It's exactly what they need. More canapes <laughs> and seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Why? Why they let me do this? Um, so that that that's that's all I had uh, for Ross. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? No, I think that was it. Brilliant, excellent. Well, I've really enjoyed it, and I hope our listeners have enjoyed uh, this as well. Um, amazingly, I don't think we really went on too many tangents. No, really, it was it was pretty solid talking about what we were actually talking about. Hmm. You wait till uh, Universal After Dark comes out. It's the longest what you drinking segment in the world because I go on the world's biggest tangent. Um, totally my fault. Um, but yeah, coming up, um, we're, we're trying to plan a few things in advance. And uh, one of the things that we're trying to get organized at the moment is uh, our travel agent sponsor, Wendy. She sponsors the After Dark Podcast Network at WP Magic Journeys. Um, she's based in the States, but she's having more inquiries now, or inquiries, as they say, um, about Disneyland Paris, for people that want to come and visit the European parks. Um, and so we thought that we'll try and do a guide to, to booking from the States, or, or how we would do it anyway, um, because it does seem to not be that easy to do. Yeah. I suppose it's similar to us trying to go to Disneyland, actually. Yeah, in that way, it's not not linked up. No. Uh, we can't go to the same website. We can go to the same website and book Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris. Mm. Can't with Disneyland. And I think it's the same for, for those guys out there. They can book Disneyland and Walt Disney World, but Paris isn't linked to the same mm. network. So if you are an American listener, or, I mean, you don't have to be, 
Um, but the reason I'm saying this is because obviously there's a lot of things that are different about the park. We've talked about a few of those tonight anyway, but you know, if you've got any questions about hotels, um, about places to stay nearby, because I think a lot of people that I speak to from America often fall into the trap of booking a hotel in Paris, thinking they're near and then finding out they're actually really far away. Um, so, you know, if you're, you know, if that's what you're struggling with, we can give you a guide on, on places you could look at outside of the parks as well. Um, maybe you're, you're planning a trip to, to England and you want to pop over on the Eurostar to Disneyland Paris we can help you with that um, if you've got questions so if you do have questions uh, you can send us a message on Facebook on at the Discover DLP Facebook page uh, we're on Twitter at Discover DLP pod um, we are we've got an email at Discover DLP at, at gmail.com actually I think that's Discover DLP pod Discover DLP pod at gmail.com um, and is that it for the socials yeah I think so perfect so if yeah. you do have questions send them in um we're probably going to record towards the middle of february that's going to be the aim that we say now yeah. you'll probably get it on the 28th of february um but let's aim for the middle of february so if you do have questions fire them in and we'll try and answer as many of those as possible we're going to try and get wendy on as well schedules were missing um because i know she's got some questions herself so yeah that's that's what we're going to try and do on the next show Looking forward to it. No, I hope our listeners are as well. So thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe. Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Um, it's always nice to hear from you. Um, and we'll be back with another Discover DLP in a few weeks. Au revoir. <laughs>